0: The Fisher Cast: A Six Feet Under Retrospective. I'm your funeral director, Robin, and I'm joined by my six feet undertakers, Moira, Des. <laughs> <laughs> that was so peppy, Dez. Very good. I
1: tried just for you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time I should sound more morose. <laughs> Moira.
0: Oh, <my> Well, uh, it, it hasn't been much of a lull for you, listeners, but uh, we have not actually recorded together in about three weeks because of uh, Comic Con and you know, uh, people. I don't know other plans. I know New York Comic Con was a big factor for me, but dumb so
2: babies, rec- babies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we recorded a bunch in a row, and now we're back, and we're this 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 episode is going to come out like in just a couple days, so.
2: We're back and we're better than ever.
0: We're fresh. <laughs> That's right. So uh, there's so much uh, there's so much stuff to talk about. Um, I I first want to mention that we are in a uh, war against the Carnicast. Um, <laughs> they have the Carmi, and Brad Couples came up with a perfect uh, name for our army, which is the Underoos.
2: Underoos.
0: <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look out, Carney Cast! Cause, <laughs> well, it's not really a war. It's mainly just we go on their group page and talk about our episode coming out, and they come on our group page and talk about whatever their their show's about.
1: It's called a sneak attack,
0: <laughs> and we are very <laughs> yeah.
1: adept at it. <laughs> uh, sneak uh, we underoos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just listened to uh the latest episode of Cardi Cast with uh with you, Des. I don't yes. know what mm-hmm. are you doing over there, but whatever.
2: I was infiltrating. I was trying to learn their secrets.
0: That there we go. Good. You know
1: what it is? They've had all three of us on because they're looking to us for inspiration. <laughs> <Not
2: yet. laughs> they have collected the complete set. Yep.
0: So yeah, I just started it at like four in the morning when I was up uh with uh the baby feeding her a bottle and i was like all right i'll listen to some carny cast and it, claire opens it up with welcome to carny cast or as robin birch likes to call it carny cast <laughs> <laughs> i guess we can say this episode is called welcome to fisher cost <laughs> <laughs> uh, i was like wow four in the morning you calling get called right out by by claire what <laughs>
2: she's a silly girl
0: <laughs> um also we've had a uh, major revision in our uh, hosting space when, when Apple updated everything to iCloud unfortunately it's kind of screwed up the space that we were occupying uh, thank you Alirio, uh, uh for for helping us host that space uh, but um, unfortunately we had to move on because um uh, it's too much technical babble to mention, but mainly it involves me forgetting a password. But <laughs> what? That's been the whole problem. <laughs> what? Well, you know, it's that. It's that. And it, honestly, in June we would have had to do this anyway, which is move all the episodes and change all the um, because the episodes are moved. You have to change all the location information on the website in order to point in the right direction of the episode, so you're not just downloading nothing. <laughs> mm. So I, I, I said, all right, I'll take this as a sign, I'll move it, and we moved it to TalkShoe, uh, a great place uh, that for some reason lets you host podcasts for free. I don't know if there's a limit. <laughs> there
2: is a limit on size of the file. That's yeah. the only thing. But um, other than that, yeah, because that's what I use for what's on with does, and, mm. and it's very you know easy to use,
0: yeah, and uh, yeah, just because of kind of you know limited fundage uh, we, we are going to be just all audio from now on it's uh, I had to reupload the talk shoe all our episodes in just audio form so if you have those m p fours just consider those classic rarities of Fisher cast you'll <laughs> be collectibles. Uh- <laughs>
2: And you can blame me for that because I was too cheap to want to pay for the podcast. So you guys are getting a free podcast, I don't want to hear any damn complaints, or you can pony up to pay for it. There you go.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well we do take donations, that's fine. You can send them to Fishercast One at gmail dot com and uh No, I'm just kidding, get out the money. <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh yeah, so from now on it's gonna be MP three only and actually this might be kinda cool for some people. Maybe some people didn't have iPods and they're trying to listen to Fishercast and uh they they couldn't play it on their MP three player. There's Zune. There's Z- Z- <laughs> Zune. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so that's available then also um uh, for those who are too lazy to download or don't even have an mp3 player and just prefer kind of streaming things over their computer, you can go to our website fishercast.blockspot.com and stream the episode right from the site from now on. amazing, so, yeah.
2: amazing. you can
0: even go back and listen to old episodes. <laughs> they're all set up that way, so <sighs>
2: a lot of technology.
0: Yes, it was a lot of work, but we are we are back, and I think we're going to be good till the end. Now there won't be any sort of weirdness. And I also wanted to make sure that you know people who may be joining us later. Hello, hello to those people um, who are here <laughs> now, and it's months later. Um,
1: <laughs> I love time travel, Robin.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that they can you know go back and listen to. To it from the beginning mm-hmm. I think the only Major casualty Is we had to Split knock knock Into like Into two And it just kind of Like splits at an Awkward point But whatever yeah. the whole size thing
3: Well I
2: have two things I want to say. The first thing I want to say is that I want to thank Robin for all the work he has done on this podcast because, really, he has done all the work. Uh, <laughs> Moira and I just show up and, uh, you know, sound really wise and uh, <laughs> Robin does all the research. He does, you know, putting all the screenshots and Uploading everything, he transferred everything over so that you guys wouldn't have a problem trying to download the back episodes. He is amazing.
1: Yeah, he put in wow. a ton of work behind the scenes, so we appreciate it, Robin.
2: We really do. We mm-hmm. do. Um, the other thing I want to say is that a couple weeks ago, I recommended to my dad to watch Fisher Cast, right? Because we're always recommending to each other to watch shows, mm-hmm. and I, I what, recommended what, both
3: what, Car- Carnival. six Six feet under under, right
2: sorry six feet under i always say that now i always say Fisher Castle. i mean six feet under (laughs) anyways um i recommended that he watch carnival and um six feet under and i had told him at the time i was doing this podcast but my dad he's one of those people he's like you didn't tell me that yes i told you that you just weren't listening (laughs) okay so the like last week i was over at their house and he's like um so I'm watching Six Feet Under, and uh, I'm at you know I'm in three, season three. I was like, <gasps> "Oh yeah," he's like, "Oh, guess who's on it now?" And I'm like, "Don't tell me!"
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> did did I, he tell you?
2: No, he did not tell me. I said, oh, "I don't want to be spoiled." I explained again how the podcasts work, and. <laughs> And I said, I don't want to know anything that has not, you know, I haven't already seen at all. So he's like, okay, I won't tell you. But then he's like, he watched all of Carnival also. He's like, you want me to talk about that? I was like, no. He's like, you need to catch up. I'm like, I'm listening to the podcast, so I'm watching along with them. I was oh. he's driving me crazy. But yeah, I thought that was funny, though. I recommended it to him just a couple of weeks ago, and he's already way past me.
1: <laughs> Is he liking it, I take it? Um he
2: said he like uh he says it's kind of soap opera. I'm like not really. But he said it's okay. He it, you know it's not his favorite. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get me to watch Oz, which I think I'm going to watch over Christmas break.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a show.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> he's got my mom watching it which you know didn't think that would be her type of show, but she's Yeah, she's liking the show although it's kind of rough for her. <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah, but well, I'll just tell you two things. Um, number one, nobody new ca- joins the cast uh, next season. As a matter of fact, nobody from the cast is on next season. So we'll defuse that spoiler right there. And um, <laughs> they all
1: died. They all are no, all gone. Like, oh, damn! Spoiler
0: alert. <laughs> there, We're—it's a whole—it's a whole new class. It's like Glee. Um, <laughs> And also, don't ever hang out with your dad until you're done with Six Feet Under.
2: I know, right?
0: And, oh. and, and well, Carnival, whatever. But you know, when you're done with not until you're done with Six Feet Under.
2: <laughs> I told him. I said, "Do not ever spoil me, or I will be so mad at you."
0: <laughs> okay. Well, uh, uh, talking about speaking of file size, uh, let's let's get moving on here. So uh, <laughs> we're gonna try to keep these uh, to an hour or a little bit over an hour. Uh, but uh, here's our next segment, the Darwin Awards. And that we're already there. We don't even need to take a chapter break. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Darwin Awards is which, uh, in which I uh, commemorate individuals in history who protect our gene pool by making the ultimate sacrifice their own lives. Good for you. Okay. So, this one's <laughs> called The Enema Within. This is, <laughs> this is from 2004. This is in Texas. Uh, Michael was an alcoholic, and not an ordinary alcoholic, but an alcoholic who liked to take his liquor, well, rectally. Ew. His wife said he was addicted to enemas and often used alcohol in this manner. The result was the same, inebriation. The machine shop owner couldn't imbibe alcohol by mouth due to a painful ...throat ailment, so he elected to receive his favorite beverage via enema. And tonight, Michael was in for one hell of a party... Two 1.5 liter bottles of sherry, more than 100 fluid ounces, right up the old address. <laughs> when the, uh, I love the writers there. Uh, when the rest of us have had enough, we either stop drinking or pass out. When Michael has had enough and subsequently uh, passed out, the alcohol remaining in his rectal cavity continued to be absorbed. The next morning, Michael was dead. The 58-year-old did a pretty good job of embalming himself. According to toxicology (laughs) reports, his blood alcohol level was 0.47%. Wow. (laughs) In order to qualify for a Darwin Award, a person must remove themselves from the gene pool via an astounding misapplication of judgment. Three liters of sherry up the butt can only be described as astounding. Unsurprisingly, his neighbors said they were surprised to learn of the incident. Um, and I have to write down I, I, the, the, the comments on this uh, from, from readers on this story was pretty funny. They here, here's, here's a few of them: drunk off my ass, <laughs> takes shit faced to a whole new level, up the hatch, <laughs> what a bummer, <laughs> rectum, hell no, it killed him. <laughs> A drop never touched his lips (laughs) And finally Bottoms up
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm a 12 year old boy Because I laughed at all those
0: (laughs) (laughs) Alright so let's take a break And hear from Oh we haven't talked about them enough have we Uh, This is a promotion from CarneyCast.
1: Calling all carnies, freaks, and roustabouts. Roll up, roll up, and come and check out CarniCast. I'm Claire, and I'm a huge fan of the critically acclaimed HBO show Carnival. Not seen it? Well, until recently, neither had these guys. I'm Matt. I'm Naomi. And I'm Tammy. Together, inspired by other intro casts, we are watching the show and reviewing it episode by episode. Whether you're already a fan of the show... Or, like Matt, Mel, and Tammy, just watching it for the first time, Carnicast is perfect for you. And if you are watching it for the first time, don't worry, there are no spoilers here.
2: You can visit us at carnicast.blogspot.com or find us on iTunes and Facebook by searching for Carnicast.
3: Let's shake some dust, (laughs) young (laughs) man!
0: And we're back. So they have, a,
2: they have a promo now?
0: Yeah, you just heard it.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't know that. We're going to have to play theirs on What's On With Stephen and Des. Hey, Claire, call me. Claire, yeah,
0: call me. <laughs> <laughs> I can just send it to you, you I, if you'd like. Okay. Or do you need their permission to play it on your show? Is there, like, copyright?
2: <laughs> I doubt it. I talk <laughs> about their show enough. I think I can play that. Claire, <laughs> play her, I'm going to play it just to let you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like her people will be calling you. Um, so your people. I screwed that up. Moira, do you want to just take over now? I will,
1: Robin. I'll save you. Season two, episode six. In place of anger. A comparison shopping widow brings a feisty Mitzi Huntley back into Nate and David's lives with yet another offer from Croner. Ruth's estranged sister, Sarah, arrives for an unexpected visit that proves cathartic for both of them, as well as the budding artist in Claire. Thanks to Nikolai's influence, a vodka-fueled family dinner casts a shadow on some happy news from Nate and Brenda. Frederico and Vanessa find their marriage frayed by a house in serious need of expensive repair, and David's unabated desire for Keith hinders him from committing to a new beau. Written by Christian Taylor and directed by Michael Engler.
0: Yes, uh, Christian Taylor nominated for a Writers Guild Award for this episode, actually. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, um, we we could be glad that the uh, the Terminator, for the, who is uh, was Rico and Vanessa's uh, pediatrician, <laughs> didn't show up in looking for Sarah O'Connor in this <laughs> episode.
1: <laughs> I know I didn't know her last name was O'Connor until I was checking out the credits or whatever. <laughs>
0: All right, so uh, aboard the dapper Dinah, a work party goes on, and two workmates are about to hook up when drunk Matthew Collins interrupts them. Uh, they leave awkwardly, and he falls overboard.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, and that's why you never drink on
0: a boat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rest of development. Ruth Cast uh, is another intro <laughs> cast. <laughs> I'd love to get a promo from them. Um, okay. So, at Brenda's, the ebb is over. Yippee! <laughs> <laughs> um, Nate wonders how the book is coming along, but it's not for him to read just yet. Um, so, Brenda is talking about her character, Christine, I think it was, right? I, I wasn't sure if I caught that right. Um, I'm not sure Christine, either. Christine, and uh, said that her character is more uh, Humbert Humbert, uh, slash Constance Chatterley.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I only
2: they- knew who the second one was. I didn't know who the first one was. <laughs>
1: Humbert Humbert is the the protagonist and narrator of Lolita. Lolita, yes.
0: Oh, I don't know. I've never. Then of course, Lady Chatterley. Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: I. I mean, I. I never, you know, read the book or watched the the movies or anything, but uh, I know mm-hmm. who that
3: is.
0: Yeah, so uh, Nate thinks, uh, Nate, Nate, Nate doesn't really know what either of those people are. So she says that he's that her character is like Hermione Granger.
1: <laughs> to try to give him an analogy that he can relate to. That's adorable.
0: <laughs> I, I was uh, surprised, actually, because this is like, you know, 2002, and it's hard to think that Harry Potter's been, a, been around that long, you know.
2: Mm. Harry Potter's been around a while, yeah. like a decade,
1: I think yeah oh
0: the the books at
1: least yeah the books <laughs> not the movies
0: mm-hmm. so nate proposes with a diamond it's kind of a small one he says he loves her and uh there is no return question
1: she says, <laughs> she says good
2: <laughs> I, I have a question i don't know if we talked about this i can't remember but has she ever told him that she loved him i don't remember
0: I'm a terrible, I'm a terrible uh, funeral director by not remembering, but I don't remember.
1: I'm not sure either. I don't. I feel like I she hasn't. Yeah, I
2: can't not picture to him, I'm, anyways. I'm like, yeah. I mean, didn't she tell? She told someone she loved him, didn't she? Um, Melissa, maybe.
0: She, she no. She told Billy.
2: Billy, okay. I know. I remember she told someone she loved him, but I don't think she's yeah. ever said it to him.
0: Hmm.
1: I'm not sure about that. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, Nate says that he wants to announce it over uh, a dinner with the family, and which, and then all are, three all, of us,
1: it's fun. <laughs>
0: yeah, all three of us jump up in the air and go, woohoo! Gonna yeah, no, is your
1: dinner. And she casually slips in mention of the divorce drama of her parents. Did you catch that?
0: Mm. No, I don't know. Yeah, I did.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, and I they... thought divorce drama. Last time, as far as we knew, they had this lovely open relationship. Baha. Whatever. Well,
0: I guess, uh, that last one pushed her over the edge. I guess. He, he, didn't he break a rule? Yeah, <laughs> he, he
1: did break a rule. Apparently so, that must be grounds for divorce. There you go. Under <laughs> the guidebook of the Chenoweth marriage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, the next scene, David has the best shower and Ben Cooper really just enjoyed it. I, uh,
2: I enjoyed Adam Scott without a shirt.
0: As did I.
1: I, I yes. Mm-hmm.
2: And his, his his character's name is Ben, right?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: That's the same character name he has on Parks and Rec. <laughs> I d- I didn't realize this. That's was great. It's Ben on here until I watched this episode.
0: I keep thinking of a Miss Coop, and then I get confused with <laughs> Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he wants, uh, David to start staying at his place and we find out that they've actually been dating for three weeks. Mm-hmm. So, um, apparently there was no discussion of what happened with David and Keith. <laughs> no, no. So Claire and David come to breakfast and are alarmed to see <laughs> Nikolai sitting there in his robes.
1: I love Yay. Claire's response. "Good morning, dear," says Ruth. Apparently, says
0: Claire.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like Nikolai. He's, he's so funny. chipper.
0: Yeah. Yes. Well, he's great to see. He's like all warm and friendly. He's he's trying. You know, I I don't think it's like he's trying to win over the family. He's just being Nikolai. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Ruth asks about David's friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, we're all excited for a big family dinner. And the next scene we have Mrs. Collins. Um, she's very upset about her husband. Uh, she's very kind of, I don't know, seem kind of passive aggressive in a way. Um, and she starts smoking and they, David gets mad, tells her to put it out. Um, and she does after a moment, and she won't agree to a price just yet. And she leaves, and David's kind of mad that she's shopping around.
1: Even well, though, really, yeah. it's her right to shop around. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I, just, I didn't think she seemed passive aggressive. I thought she just um, she just seemed distressed and yeah. yeah, distracted, and you know, frazzled about the cost. That might
3: be
2: understandable. Yeah, yeah. I'd be shopping around, around if I was doing a funeral. Um, mm-hmm. you know. I shop around for everything else. Why not something this expensive?
1: Yeah. Right. So I, I didn't think she was out of line at all.
0: No. Um, Sarah O'Connor visits. And uh, apparently when Ruth was making those phone calls, she was actually in Madrid. <laughs> and that's why it's been so long that for her to respond. Ruth forgives her. Sarah talks about how she was on the plan back when it was called Transitional Focus in the 70s and how she blew off the person who created it because she was on acid (laughs) while she was on acid.
2: Now, um, that's – what's the actress's name? Uh,
1: Patricia Clarkson. Patricia
2: Clarkson. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I love Patricia Clarkson. Can't fucking stand Sarah. What? (laughs) She is so annoying. Um, she makes me really like Lisa because they're two different kinds of hippies, you know?
0: Whoa.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I really couldn't stand her. I felt so sorry for Ruth in this episode. Um, cause you know, they're so opposite
3: mm-hmm.
2: and, oh, I cannot imagine growing up as Ruth with Sarah for her sister, how annoyingly terrible that would be.
1: <laughs> I think I she's just- really fun to watch. I, I think the mm-hmm. way she plays it. Mm-hmm. And this uh, she has this sort of etherealness about her that i I just think the actress pulls it off so very well it 's quite she's believable
2: so self absorbed mm-hmm. and um just it's the the biggest thing um like Ruth is so tightly wound. And mm-hmm. Sarah's like the exact opposite. She's so loosey goosey, and see that alone would drive me nuts. Growing up, because <laughs> I'm I'm more like Ruth. I'm more tightly wound, and people who are like that just drive me crazy. You know.
0: <laughs> All right, um, Moyer, were you uh, were you offended by uh, Sarah? No, I wasn't <laughs> offended by. Distressed? her.
1: I, no, I found her very. Uh... She was kind of refreshing. I see what you're saying, Des, because I I think in real life um, you get the impression that with her everything is this transcendental experience and Mm -hmm. you wonder if she ever takes anything seriously or if she's ever accountable for anything. I mean, I I see all of that, but I find her such an interesting foil to Ruth Mm. that it's fascinating to watch them together and to try to imagine um, what their dynamic was. Plus, later we discover they haven't spoken in something like 20 years yeah. it's, it's it's crazy
2: it's you know you can see there it's interesting how completely opposite they are mm-hmm. because you know that's a they're hugely different but i i can imagine them not speaking a long time because of the the way you know how different their personalities are i bet they don't have very much in common at all no And uh, it's probably really hard to, you know, keep a tight relationship with those personalities without much common ground, even though, yeah, you're sisters, but still.
1: But she is very self-absorbed because Ruth tries to tell her she's taking the plan and she makes it about an episode about herself and she Mm -hmm. name drops in so doing. And it is kind of obnoxious. I mean, it is. I'm just saying it's fun to watch it. She's extremely
2: (laughs) obnoxious. She's irresponsible. She's... um, you know, she's just self-absorbed. She's not a good influence at all. I have to agree about that. Um,
1: I, I don't oh, feel like she is. She,
2: yeah, just she drives me nuts.
0: <laughs> well, being the only one of us that's watched the next episode, uh, I can say that I, I, I can see where you're coming from for this episode. But for the next episode, I, I completely... Um, I'm in, I'm in love with her by then. Uh, I'm going
2: to, I'm going to predict that I won't like her in the next episode too.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. We'll see. We'll see if that comes Tune in next week listeners. All right. Let's wrap this up. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, So in the next scene, it seems that Mrs. Collins has decided to go with Croner and David is paranoid that Mitzi's coming after them. And Nate doesn't think he should worry.
1: And Um, Frederico just sort of says, Nya nya, I told you so. Isn't he delightful?
0: Oh, Rico. (laughs) I hate (laughs)
1: him. I
2: think, I really, okay, I can stand Sarah much more than Rico these days.
0: Oh my god, God. that's saying a lot. It's so funny rewatching Six Feet Under with you guys because, man, I really, now I'm just like, every single time Rico's on the screen, I'm like, oh man, they must be seething. (laughs) Uh, I want to punch him in the face every episode. (laughs) I'm just like, you, I think when I first watched it, I was like, whatever, Rico, you know, ugh, he's just, he's, he's in his own world. I, I, I kind of forgave him a lot easier, but man, he's so, oh, I don't know. Anyway, we'll see how, if he ever wins you guys back, but
3: no,
0: uh, <laughs> Claire <laughs> meets her Aunt Sarah for the first time. And, how and-
2: sad. <laughs> yeah. that, you know, I mean, she's like 16, 16, 17 mm-hmm. years old. Yeah. And she has never met this aunt. And she who, thought
1: she yeah. was dead.
2: Right. Yep. It, right. That's really sad. That, Ruth, I I, I feel like she made that impression, you know. Uh, I, I realize she didn't mean to, but she really should have not, you know, I don't know. It's family. Yeah, mm-hmm. the kids should know their family.
3: Right.
2: You don't have to love, you know, you don't have to like to be around them a lot, but they should still know them. They are an
0: insular bunch, those Fishers. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that uh, my family. Um, while my 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 father had like five or six brothers, and the reason why I say five or six is because I'm still not totally aware of these people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I know they're out there, and I know some of them are still alive. Um, but uh, uh, my father ne- didn't never really was like even even said never w- was like oh, I don't ever want to talk to them. And he just never talked to them. He just went in a different path. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, I, I, every once in a while as a kid, I'd be like, well, I have uncles, I have uncles and aunts and cousins that, you know, I always want to meet, You know, looking for friends or whatever, family, people to connect with, um, that share my last name. Um, but I never thought it was like a cruel thing. It was more like uh, we just kind of like live far away from them, and I don't want to make any effort in contacting them either. So that's
2: just so weird to me because um, I grew up knowing. Lots of family. Like when I was a kid, we'd have these big family reunions and there'd be like all these people that I don't even, I recognize them, but I have no idea who they are, how they're related, you know, (laughs) but still we, I mean, I spend a lot of time with my parents. I see them at least weekly and then, you know, extended family, we see them several times a year. So it's just weird to me that not, you know. Well,
0: that's the thing with my, my wife's family. She has a big family and they're all, they all live around here. In, 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 in Vermont, and uh, we see them like, you know, a few times a year at least. And in our media family, we see like every week. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, that's just so foreign to me. I can go like a couple of months without even talking to my mother. For oh, that's things.
3: weird. I,
2: <laughs> I I can go like days, maybe. Yeah. But, you know, I usually talk to her most days. I have. We had a day um, like a week or two ago where she called me seven times that day. Wow. She needed an iPhone help, but you know, still,
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, um, let's see. Yeah. Ruth denies ever, uh, saying that, uh, she thought th- giving Claire the impression that Sarah was dead. Um, but Sarah, Sarah loves Claire's artwork and she advises her to focus and live fully, um, with the and- most
2: backhanded compliments ever. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she she says that she wants to, she should focus and live fully, um, and you know she might discover her full potential. She might self-destruct.
1: <laughs> See, I don't think they're backhanded compliments. I, I well, think th- this is somebody. T- no, no, I think this is somebody who's used to critically appraising art because that is the artsy world she lives in, mm-hmm. and she's trying to be encouraging but honest.
2: I think I remember her telling her she wasn't very good, not mm-hmm. yet. But she could be, you know... Right. And, you know, that's kind of harsh to tell a teenager who's not an actual artist, you know? I don't know. It just Well, this is... The, nice. I, have, I thought she was good.
0: Yeah, it, I think this is the first time we've really seen Andy Claire's, Claire's art. art. Yeah. And I think it's pretty incredible for, yeah. for a teenager.
2: Yeah. I agree.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting it's the first time we've seen that aspect of her or even had any mm-hmm. hint of it. It's up until now. I don't you think we've had a hint I of it. I think,
2: didn't we see her sketching something before?
1: Oh, yeah. that's true. Yes, the blown up head. head. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's
0: right. Um, and, I, hmm. and Sarah tells something to, to Claire that she probably would tell the Des as well that she should drop the apathy and that's just being lazy.
1: I like no. when she says, "You it's see not- through the veil." It's a blessing and a curse. I mean, she's she talks in such artsy fartsy language that it's hard to take her seriously. <laughs> it's so I, fucking it pretentious. Really-
0: <laughs> I know and, and,
1: and, and uh,
0: see I, I love her I love her I see care. I think
1: she I, means well yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. that's my point I think that in that scene sure she's but, not intending anything bad. okay
2: the road but. to hell is paved with good intentions
1: you know mm-hmm. I mean
2: just because you mean well doesn't mean you're doing right I, yeah. I just don't like her
0: you think you think Sarah is leading Claire down a down a dark road
2: I think that she's blowing into her life giving her this glimpse of oh you know oh, this really cool fun life and everything and not really taking much responsibility at all
1: see, I'm afraid anything. she'll let her down
2: yeah I'm afraid I, she'll,
1: I she'll, she'll, she'll let talk up the big stern yeah because that'd be her yeah. personality to to yeah. drift off when it suits her
2: exactly that's she's, what I'm, in. she's like here yeah. fun 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 great see ya and then yeah, you Claire's gonna be like it. that's
1: how they're portraying her, absolutely. Hmm. But it'll be interesting to watch and see.
0: Yeah. yeah. It is, it's hard to take somebody um, seriously when, you know, they are, she's probably the same age as Ruth. And she's, you know, got the, you know, the shirts that are the half shirts. And, yeah, and the and belly, belly button is exposed. Yeah, she's stretched <laughs> out hair on Claire's hands, bed. So, and, yeah. and,
1: Talking uh, to her about getting in touch with her carnal side because, yeah. hey, that's that's a conversation you always have with your aunt.
0: <laughs> well, she has it with her mother, too, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> so, um, it, we're at Rico's uh, contractors there. He find, He's found mold in Rico and Vanessa's wall. And Vanessa yells at Rico for trusting his cousin's inspection. And Rico yells right back at her for buying the house behind his back.
2: Now, okay, this inspector... Um, was, like, telling him there's mold and then telling him he was going to fix the stuff for how much. That seems like a scam to me. Aren't inspectors supposed to be independent? They're only supposed to inspect. They don't do the work, too, because then they can tell you there's problems, even if there's not, just so they can make more money to do the work.
1: Oh, I got the impression he wasn't an inspector. I thought he was somebody who'd been called in because they'd found water damage. Yeah. And he was more of a contractor.
2: All right. I thought he was – I thought he was an mm. inspector. Sorry.
0: Yeah. I mean I, then again, you know, why not? I mean you bring your car to get inspected and if it's at an auto shop, they go, okay, well, we can fix this for you and make sure you pass inspection if you pay us this much money.
2: Mm. Well, I know when I had my house inspected, they were just an inspector. They tell you what's wrong, but they right. were do they anything don't anything about it. it. Right, but
1: he was offering to fix it. That's why I right. think yeah. this, yeah.
2: That's why red flags went out, but it is However, like they show. are
1: terrible poker players because the two of them were showing all their distress to this guy. So if he had, if they were planning to hire him, he would have known he could have taken them for a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway. All right, so Desert's favorite fisher, Mitzi. Uh <laughs> I love her so much. She's pissed that she got a ticket (laughs) and her assistant is on the phone with her and tells her that the Fishers lowballed Mrs. Collins and she cancels everything to spend some time with those fabulous Fisher boys.
1: (laughs) I love her so much. Oh, she's a woman on a mission. (laughs)
2: She is so much fun. Yes. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I, I want to be her when I grow up.
0: <laughs> back back at the Fishers, uh, Sarah is trying to spice up Ruth's chicken Kiev with some tarragon, oh. and uh, Claire is uh, Claire's entranced. You can tell. Um, later, Nikolai is drinking with Sarah, and they're singing together in Russian. <laughs> And then Sarah tells Ruth that, you know, good for you, This sex you must be having with that man.
1: She's so inappropriate. You haven't seen your sister in 20 years. You've been estranged. Yeah. And I know, I know it's just a character, but, um, my God, really? That's (laughs) what you choose to do? Oh, she just, she doesn't have a, an edit button. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. David comes in and Sarah says that he grew up, but his face never changed. (laughs) And uh, then Nate and Brenda arrive, and Brenda's nervous, um, and Nate says she'll be the center of attention.
2: (laughs) Poor Brenda. Um, When they got there and they saw what was going on, they should have waited for the announcement. They really (laughs) should have. It was not the right time at all. And you could tell that (laughs) two seconds into this dinner.
0: (laughs) Why is that?
1: Well, because Sarah was making such a splash, and she was the center of attention. Right.
2: Plus, you could could cut the tension with a knife between her and Ruth. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was very obvious that uh, she was (laughs) distracted and upset. And, you know, this is not the time for an announcement like that. Especially when you don't know if she likes you. You think she doesn't like you. you. This is a... Uh, announcement that you might want to wait for a time when she's in a good mood.
1: Because he chooses to say it right when she's clearly distressed. She's just dropped her fork over the mention of Topanga Canyon. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe not the best timing. But, but I hey, that's it. what makes Fisher Family Dinner so much fun.
2: <laughs> yeah. They never go right. I don't no. think there's been one that's gone away no. right yet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, I I I would say the 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 big thing here I, I I didn't I didn't quite appreciate I when I first saw it I think I was really focused in on Ruth and her relationship with Sarah, but then the I, now I'm here I am watching Brenda this time and what I what I meant by um, why uh, you know Brenda might be. Not as as enthused about it is because seconds after Nate says she'll be the center of attention, we're in the next scene and Sarah's calling her Linda.
1: And she doesn't do it just once. She does it twice. (laughs) Oh, yeah, exactly. And blames it on her being drunk, which is back to the old self-absorbed thing. That's another (sighs)
2: thing that drives me crazy. Obviously, you know, people's names are important. You know, that's the one thing that they, they can own completely as theirs, their name. Mm-hmm. And if you keep messing up their name, apparently you don't give a shit about this person at all. <laughs> if you did, you would learn their name.
1: And you get the sense Sarah's just um, making judgments on their entire relationship in an instant. Is yes. she wants to pigeonhole Brenda and figure... When she says the thing, oh, I wouldn't have taken you for being the merry and kind or something like that, that's mm-hmm. so... Um, <laughs> Presumptuous and insulting. Yes. It really is. So,
2: I was expecting Brenda yeah. to go off on her.
1: Well, you she know? made that one little comment. I can't remember what it was now exactly. And then she said, "Oh, yeah, I was raised by psychologists." Remember that? Yeah, that uncomfortable moment. So there's definitely a. Well, she a picks friction. on uh,
0: Sarah about the alcohol.
1: Right. She, there's a friction between the two of them. I don't think Brenda yeah. is particularly feeling endeared towards Sarah <laughs> no. at all, and for good reason.
0: Um so yeah. Uh we we uh oh, oh wait, where am I? Okay. it so, in anyone? <laughs> no, that's awesome. gone too far. Nate does announce the wedding plans and uh yeah, Sarah makes a toast and Brenda's looks annoyed that she's taken over yet again. Uh Ruth is flummoxed and she leaves to go put the coffee on. And we go to the kitchen where Nikolai is comforting Ruth. What do you guys think about that? Isn't he great?
1: No, oh, we should skip back for a moment, though, just just because we do learn the, the uh, incredibly important information that, that oh, Nate yes. lost his virginity at 15 to a 32-year-old while David <laughs> was lost in the canyon. Oh,
2: <laughs> my God. Irresponsible. Okay, the, fi- okay, the Nate part... I- losing his virginity that's one thing but to a 30 something year old woman
1: Who was your aunt's friend
2: exactly yeah. i mean she had to know something was going on and also poor little david was what uh how old how much younger than is it, four years?
1: Is it?
2: so he mm-hmm. was like 11 oh my mm-hmm. god my son is like 12 if he was you know wandering off in a canyon by himself i'd be Petrified. It's yeah. a child. That- and this
0: is, uh, yeah, this is what definitely—that's what caused the rift.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I think so. okay, when I was a baby, I mean, I was a baby that was just a few months old. My parents went camping with me and my aunt, who at the time was like seventeen um, or eighteen. So she's not a camping kind of person. She, uh, my parents went for a little hike. They left her watching me, newborn baby in a tent. (laughs) She got annoyed, didn't want to be there anymore and left, left me in the tent by myself.
1: At 17? And
2: took off. She was 17 or 18, yeah. She was a little self-absorbed too. You were a baby?
1: I was that's, not, eight, that's I can't believe she would do that.
2: months old. Yes. She was throwing a fit, being selfish, and, and just took off and left me. I could have been eaten by dingoes.
0: Oh, my God.
2: Yes. That's horrible. That's yes. My parents, they forgave her. But, you know, if it was me, I don't know if I would have because, you know, you don't put my children in danger like that.
0: Oh, man. I, just,
2: I am a big time, you know, mama lion, and I don't like when people put my children in danger. I hold grudges.
1: I liked Brenda's final line as she was leaving Mm. with uh, Nate when she says, well, we have a whole lifetime of tense and uncomfortable family (laughs) gatherings to look forward to. (laughs) Is that just for the audience so that we'll know there's more to come? I hope
0: so. (laughs) Uh, uh, So and David's uh, drunk and he's in his apartment. And uh, by the way, uh, I think uh, another terrible moment in that dinner was when David tells Ruth that it was the best meal she's ever made.
3: Oh yes,
2: oh, my
0: yeah. God!
3: Oh, yeah. Well, he
2: didn't know, you know.
0: Uh, know. Uh, so yeah, he gets a call from Ben, and uh, yeah, he's he's drunk, and Ben wishes that he invited him to dinner.
2: Ben seems a little needy.
0: Really? They've been together for a few weeks, you think? A few weeks! Well,
2: I think too it's sweet. there's a, late, a scene later Okay. that was just a little too much too soon.
0: Um, Nate helps Ruth put the table back together, and Ruth wishes that Nate used his grandmother's ring. And Nate calls her out on hating Brenda, and she just says she doesn't want him to get hurt, and then asks if she's pregnant.
1: Wasn't oh, that <laughs> awful? I, yes. I'm Oh, when she said that, I'm, I thought, Ruth, that's just a horrible thing to say. <laughs> yes. Everything it implies is so horrible. You'd only marry her because she's trapping you. You know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought, Ruth, I thought you were a little better than that. Mm.
0: So Nate asks her to accept that he loves her. Um, I think, uh, what, what's the next? Next scene is Mrs. Collins. Com- so I, mm-hmm. I wrote here, she's completely lost in her grief and she doesn't think it'll ever be Okay. I think, what, is she meeting back up with them again? I can't remember.
1: Yeah, she's yeah, she's come back and decided to do the funeral with them. And she said, only for right. the money. And then she asked for help. And good old Nate quotes a C.S. Lewis um, opening line. And no one ever told her he felt like fear. Yeah. Yeah,
2: she went to um, she went to Kroner. They were cheaper. They lowballed. And then I guess the Fishers called her and said, we'll go even lower. So that's right. why she came back. Yeah.
0: So uh, after that, Nate's kind of bummed, and he uh, tells David he wishes it would get easier. And David says it really doesn't; it just gets more familiar. And that's when Mitzi shows up. Yay! <laughs> and she immediately asks them uh, for if she they should thank her for the casket wall. <laughs> and uh, she wants uh, he wants them to come on a trip with her. She
1: blackmails them
0: <laughs>
1: quite adeptly. Hmm.
0: So, on, the, on a plane, uh, David, David's <laughs> telling Rico to pick up the Collins body. You can hear Rico going, wham wham on the other side of the phone. And David's like, just do it. Yeah, um, and
2: David was drinking a margarita. Margarita's on a plane. Hello, <laughs> awesome.
0: <laughs> Mitzi tells the Fishers to lighten up. And then, <laughs> Bobo pops by. It's yeah, there's Bobo. <laughs> he oh says that members fly out twice a month to Palm oh. Springs to play golf if you don't join, you're idiots. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Claire is watching Sarah do her Tai Chi. Tai Chi. Or whatever that is.
2: I think that was Tai Chi. I think it was Tai Chi. Okay. Mm
0: -hmm. So then she goes to the kitchen to talk to Ruth. Ruth thinks it was best that Sarah wasn't involved in her life because she's completely self-involved. Um, Ruth reminds Claire that if she works hard, she can do anything she puts her mind to. Okay,
1: That is so sad to me because you can see Claire being drawn in by her her wild child aunt's yeah. aura and being mm-hmm. sort of ensnared into that whole fantasy and feeling supported and feeling like, oh, maybe I do have a budding artist inside of me. You can just see all of that churning in her. Yeah. And there's poor Ruth trying to say the same thing, but with different words. And Claire won't really let her.
2: It is sad. No? It's, and, it and made her me language sad. language
0: is so very, like, that's such a, like, a cliche kind of thing to say, as opposed to talking about your knowledge corner.
1: <laughs> well, all the flowery crap that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: The, the aunt, because they're so very different. But it just made me sad for Ruth because I feel like it's a classic story where Ruth is the one who changed the diapers, raised this child, has made Claire. You know, has been there for Claire through thick and thin, and the mm-hmm. aunt just drifts in like a breath of fresh air. Gets all the glory. It's just yes, it's, it's she, sad to watch.
2: She's fun, and
1: you yeah, know, and she's cool. the fun person. And, you know,
2: mm-hmm. she's just the cool. She's cool. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? The cool aunt doesn't always know what's right to do for the you know young impressionable mm-hmm. children. So yes. Kids don't understand that, of course.
1: And in most TV shows, the cool the cool relative ends up being, you know, very flawed, right?
0: Yes. <laughs> Tom Hanks, family ties. Um.
1: <laughs> I think Ruth is left feeling like a total failure
0: when he walks away. It's just sad. Yeah. It, it is sad, yeah, because, uh, you know, she just – this is weeks ago for us, but uh, she was just asking for um, – some intimacy from her children and and uh, she's like crying over her children's photos you know well, I think
2: she needs to um, try talking to them a little differently maybe mm-hmm. you know uh, not being so formal and you know kind of just but relaxing I, but on I their think that's
1: so hard for her because even when right. she was upset at the dinner party and Nikolai was so cute the way he came in the kitchen and he offered to help her clean up the dishes, he was very sweet. Mm-hmm. But she couldn't admit to him what she was feeling or worrying about. That was an opportunity for her to reach out to him and she didn't mm-hmm. do yeah. it.
2: Nope. She's she's too uptight sometimes. She's
1: very closed, very yeah. guarded. Yeah.
0: Um. Back at the... Uh, Oh, his positive Diaz household. Uh, Rico uh. is uh, working with Ramon on uh, the wall. Rico needs to leave to get a body, and uh, Vanessa's mad about that. Rico tells her to shut up. Mm-hmm. And...
2: he's a wonderful husband.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ramon tells him to calm down, and he should be more understanding. And, of course, Rico is completely humiliated by this, and he storms out. And then Ramon re- reassures Vanessa.
2: God. Uh I can yeah. my notes about Ramon say Carlos, because that's...
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> And I keep forgetting his name, but uh, uh, I can't stand Rico. I'm not a big fan-, fan of Vanessa either. They are just, like, the worst couple ever.
0: <laughs> you think they deserve each other?
2: I guess so. They, uh, I mean, they both suck. Him more than her, I think, though.
0: <laughs> All right, so in uh, Palm Springs, uh, we got Bobo saying, this is the life. (laughs) Um, More
2: margaritas, this time frozen, not on the rocks. They're better (laughs) that way. That so was a Margarita Watch. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Missy's trying to get the fishers to just relax and have some fun. And um, <clears throat> especially after pointing out some uh, hot guy at the uh, who's taking his shirt off or whatever, he was standing in front of the pool, all bare chesty, David seems a bit amused by this whole thing. <laughs> he seems to be relaxing more than Nate does.
1: He mm-hmm. yeah, does. Yeah. Which is surprising, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. Very odd.
0: So, uh, we go, we have a quick scene in, uh, Claire's room where Ruth is looking at Claire's artwork hanging up and Claire interrupts and she leaves, you know, under the pretense she was just dropping off some laundry or whatever. We're back. at the party and the boys are in the hot tub with Mitzi
2: oh my god that's an awesome scene Um, and Mitzi's looking pretty good for her age.
0: she is looking pretty hot in that
1: red bathing suit and those nice sandals with the heels on them
2: you know really the two brothers in the hot tub would they really be sitting that close to each other
1: they're brothers.
2: I don't care. That's just kind of strange. Yeah, it works
1: for camera angles. I think that's all. I, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. So uh, Pepper
0: brings a check. And, uh, <laughs> I love that Pepper snaps snap. <laughs> up. <laughs> it's, it, it's a big one. Um, but Nate rips it up as David kind of looks on like, huh.
1: <laughs> well, a little horrified, I think, a little, yeah. a little alarmed. Anyway, maybe not horrified, but alarmed.
0: Mitzi's- but maybe
1: you like to have discussed it a bit first. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Mitzi really gets pissed off about this and tells that tells them that they're eventually going to go under. It's evolution.
2: Mm. Mm, I doubt it. I think they're going to fight and win
0: back this, on the play. Their show, and <laughs> <laughs> we know it goes for five seasons, yeah. right? <laughs> Back on the plane, David wonders why they're even fighting this losing battle. And And no
2: margaritas this time, (laughs) because they're in trouble.
0: (laughs) And Nate says, we can't give up. And it looks like he's starting to get a headache. And um, David asks if he told Brenda, and he says, yeah, he did.
1: He lies big time.
0: Liar. Mm -hmm. So it's in this scene where we, I I think, I, I mean, I got the impression that you know, Nate's trying to win this battle, even though he's kind of losing the one going on in his own brain, you know, or, or even dealing with it.
1: You know? Yeah, that seems to be the parallel, that he yeah. doesn't want to give up this fight because he just can't afford to give up on anything right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, at Brenda's, Nate crawls into the bed with Brenda, and she says he's the only thing in her life that works. And a, a uh, client rings uh, the doorbell, and he says he loves her. And then he puts a pillow over her face and she wakes up to uh, the door knocking.
1: So Brenda feels Nate is smothering <laughs> her.
2: <Yeah. laughs> That's what I got. She's the one who asked him
1: to marry That's her. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Interesting. Isn't it? She is a complex chicky poo.
0: <laughs> so uh, David and Ben are at church. They're just getting out of that. And, uh, Taylor comes up to say hi to David, but... Oh, and
1: Taylor her, sir, has never looked more adorable <laughs> and innocent <laughs> and sweet, <laughs> ever. Nah. Oh, no, a... I mean, it's hilarious, because normally, you know, she's this foul-mouthed little kid. But yeah. Right. That's
0: great.
2: I, she yeah. really took a shine to David. She yeah, did.
0: she it's... really misses David. I'm and, uh, you know, uh, we've heard how kind of uh, self-involved uh, Eddie is, uh, so maybe... She really liked the way David worked with her better than Eddie. Um, But she definitely doesn't like Ben. Uh, She's very quiet to him. Um, And yeah, they see Keith and um, Ben asks who Keith is. And Mm. David says he's an old friend. So we've come to the scene. (laughs) And Brenda. (laughs) Uh, so let I me think just I quickly need to call
2: her for a massage if that's the way they go.
0: <laughs> so Brenda's here's the scene. Brenda's client gets a wood. Brenda gives a him a wood. hand. She's excited and as she realizes she did a bad thing. Client, thanks for, for her for the hand, and she says she shouldn't, shouldn't see him again. Thoughts? <laughs>
2: uh, go ahead, Moira. Mm. I just know you have something to say.
1: <laughs> I think she just. Was tempted and couldn't quite stop herself. It's, it's got everything to do with Melissa being in her life mm-hmm. and the voyeurism of the week before, and just and perhaps feeling smothered and yes. trying to um, test her own power sexually a little bit and and liking that, liking the sense that she could have that kind of uh, power over this guy. I think it's all of those things. Yeah. Brenda is Brenda is a confused little duck. Right now,
3: yeah,
2: see, I, I was also thinking because she was feeling a bit smothered, so she's kind of acting out, and then she uh-huh. felt bad afterwards because you know it was uh, not appropriate.
1: There's a line in a little bit when she's sitting with Melissa that. Or maybe it's the next episode. I don't know.
0: I think that's the next episode. <laughs> oh, but I
1: have to remind me to get back to that.
0: But
2: you haven't uh, watched you it,
0: so watch it. You not watched it, though. I don't know. Of not. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was teasing about this scene in last week's episode. And I remember Moira, this was a couple weeks ago, of course, she <laughs> ran right to the, to the DVDs and started playing it. But uh, you, you, I was you didn't see, disappointed. You were because- disappointed.
1: Because you, you made it sound like this was going to be this really awesome, I don't know, sex scene or something. And, <laughs> you know, it's just a little hand job.
0: <laughs> I, I just thought, I, I don't know. I was like, that, that really surprised me the first time I saw that. I was like, whoa, what's she doing? But uh, she's yeah. testing her powers. There's a penthouse letter right there for that guy. Yeah, yeah
1: right. <laughs> forum. Here we go. He's um, like,
0: oh. I need to make an
2: appointment for next week.
1: I know. <laughs> I know. I'm sure you'd like to. Poor guy. <laughs> It's He's not like, his
2: fault. I mean, really. I mean, yeah, he was no. flirting with her, but, you know, he wasn't going to, you know, I mean, he was oh, just it's it her out.
1: Right. It happens. And if she had just ignored it the way she normally would have, I'm sure, nothing would have happened.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. no. he. I don't think he would have tried to take mm-hmm. advantage of the situation so, if she wasn't willing.
0: So um, we go from uh, crazy to horrifying. Um, in the next scene, Mrs. Collins wants to see her husband's body. Now, um, earlier they said that Croner had asked her to sign a waiver before she saw the body. But um, Nate doesn't here. Um, he he gives in to her and uh, he opens the casket and she just laughs maniacally. And then she <sighs> screams at her husband as he's glad, glad he's dead. And we find out that she was a victim of domestic abuse.
1: And I did not see that coming because, no, because even I, I actually like watched. It. No, I watched this one twice. And when I look back, knowing what I know at all of the scenes that she's in, mm-hmm. you don't get that sense. You think she's adrift. You think she's bereft. We've been married 20 years. I, you know, mm-hmm. I with this man in my bed every night, blah, blah, blah. That one really hit me like a thunderbolt. Didn't see Yeah. That.
2: It seemed like, yeah, it seemed like it just came out of nowhere to me. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, so, uh, Dave, back at David's apartment, uh, Ben and him are smooching. This uh, is the
2: scene I was talking about.
0: Ben says he loves her.
2: Yes, three fucking weeks! Come on! <laughs> That's a little too soon. Uh,
0: hey, it, it's the- it, it, you're just committing a Mosby that I- I did it too many times. <laughs> I have not.
1: <laughs> he says- what did he say, actually? Something like, I think- you're someone I could love or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's weird, but he's, um, he gets nothing back from David. Awkward. Not Mm. after three weeks. It's only three
0: weeks. I know. Uh, He he tries though. He tells him he's a really nice guy, but he's, he admits that he's in love with someone else.
2: Finally, he admits it.
0: Ben leaves angrily.
2: Well, don't be a dumbass who tells somebody they love him after three weeks, you know, and expect them to tell you they love you back. Come on. And
1: I think David did the decent thing. He was honest.
0: Yes. He he was. Was. Yeah, but you can say in the same respect, don't lead some de- some guy on uh, for three weeks while your eyes are still set on somebody else. Well, you're having
1: what you think is just a fun relationship, and Ben's mm-hmm. thinking this is... The 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 one, right? So mm-hmm. they were in a totally different headspace, I think. That's true.
2: I don't think, so that, don't
1: think that's that totally
2: David was leading him on at no. all. Because I think David really liked Ben and he was, you know, trying to make this work and uh, you know, still in love with Keith, but thought maybe, you know, he and Ben could make a go out of it. Until Ben decided he was in love with him mm-hmm. after only three weeks. And then he's mm-hmm. like, Well, okay, this guy's obviously too you know into this relationship for me to you know yeah so. yeah that's
1: what i mean i think i don't think it was intentional or i don't think it was manipulative no. i think it's just it's how it out. and he was trying no. to heal and find his way through and it just got too intense too quickly
0: yeah so well you know it, it, sometimes it, it's hard to say whether it's selfish or not to you know when you're you're kind of in this rebound relationship, which could turn out to be like an actual relationship, mm-hmm. whether it's selfish for you to keep, you know, what you're really going through to yourself or if you should be sharing this, you know, and letting the other person know.
1: Um, right, well. I didn't share. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> if,
1: if you're in a rebound and you know in your own little heart, this is just for fun. And in my case, and the other person was really in it just for fun then it's fine. You don't have yeah. to tell them your whole life right. through. They don't need to know that.
2: Right. It depends on how deep in the relationship yeah. you are. If you're just at a, the beginning stages of a relationship, then no. Once you start getting <laughs> you know, some real feelings in there, that's yeah. when you need to start talking about things. But three weeks is really not enough time for real feelings to develop.
1: <laughs> no, so, it's still just hot monkey sex time. Exactly. <laughs> so, right? yeah. So, so see, we're siding with David here, Robin. Yeah, that's okay. right.
0: Sorry, fans. <laughs> That's fine. Um, Okay, so Ruth is mopping the kitchen, and Sarah shows up with herbs and a bonsai tree for Claire's Knowledge, knowledge Corner. Knowledge Corner. Oh, my God. Sarah <laughs> asks Ruth what's wrong, and Ruth calls her on everything she was mad about. And um, one of them is that she thinks that Nate was molested. Um, mm-hmm. And, By a 32-year-old
2: uh, woman? I, can, I could totally call it mm-hmm, that, too. Mm-hmm. I mean – a 15-year-old doesn't really know better. I mean, sure, they're not a small child, but, you know, they're not that mature to make right. a decision like that. A 32-year-old is. That and is the
1: wrong. 32-year-old is just in it for her own kicks to say that she popped his cherry. Right. Right? That's the only reason she's doing that. Right. There's nothing about there, it that is truly re- to benefit him. Except that there's they all-, all are. they're into love and sex and they think all oh, this is very beautiful and transcendental. But, you know, come on.
2: There's a reason why there is there are statutory rape laws.
1: Now, I, having said that, I'm not convinced that Nate was emotionally scarred by the experience. But, no. um, but I, I still, been. yeah, depending on the kid, if right. it had been a, if it right. had been a David, it would have been. Not just because he's gay, but, I mean, it would have been, I think, much more horrifying because he's such a different personality, right?
0: Agreed. Agreed. Well, anyway, also, so. you know, think of Nate's personality and the way um, he is with women and the way Lisa talked about the way women um, have always were, like, just flocking around him in mm-hmm. or whatever, you know? this could have really done something to him as I, well. Okay. He My son is different.
1: 15 now. And so if I had sent my son off to Saskatchewan to hang out with my sister and found out he came back deflowered because she thought that was kind of cool, I wouldn't be impressed.
0: Oh, no, I was definitely was not implying that. I'm just No, no, I know. But I'm have... saying,
1: yeah, I'm just saying yeah. I can see why Ruth would be so angry. And even yeah. now in this moment, Sarah doesn't really apologize for it.
2: No, I don't think she feels that she did anything wrong. That's the problem. Also, the fact that um, David was, you know, lost in the canyon. I don't think she, you know, (laughs) feels... She
1: kind of says, all's well that ends well, so what's the problem? Yeah, that is... That seems to be her philosophy.
2: (laughs) What a jerk.
1: Yeah.
0: Let let, let me get along here. She also um, uh, accuses Sarah of never helping with their mother. And Sarah says that she never let anyone else, anyone help her. And that she, Ruth prefers feeling sorry for herself. Mm. And finally Ruth just comes out and says, you had more fun than I did. Yeah. And Sarah, Sarah completely like switches her tune here. She just talks about her own life. She says the, the only man she ever loved died when she was 21. Um, her ovaries are as dry as stones, and she's a terrible artist who surrounds herself with talented people. Everything is hard. we made different choices um and that's just why you know why why things turned out the way they did
1: so that's our one glimpse of of who she really is underneath all of the facade yeah.
0: yep. Still don't feel sorry
1: for her, <laughs> but I do think it's a very cathartic moment for the sisters, and, yes. and I'm glad for Ruth actually because I think it's something that she needed to hear and she needed to understand and she needed to see Definitely. her sister in a different way. And that's going to let Ruth let go of that resentment, hopefully.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because she felt that uh she got the raw end of the deal, and now she realizes that they both are unhappy and kind of jealous of the other person a little bit, mm-hmm. so
1: that's yeah, and in a different way, and that everybody has their, their road a hoe, right? Everybody has yep. their stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. So uh yeah. Ruth apologizes for Sarah's ovaries and uh <laughs> Sarah says she's sorry about what happened with Nathaniel, and then Sarah offers to finish mopping the floor. Yeah. Very cool. Um the next scene Nate arrives at Brenda's, she's happily typing away. <sighs> Because <laughs> she's promise- been
1: inspired.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nate makes Brenda promise that she'll be honest with him before she hates him. And she reassures him that she'll leave before that ever happens.
1: <laughs> and then they say something like, or He says, oh, because, you know, we know what we're doing here. And I'm looking at that going, no, you guys don't. Now, don't was, this,
2: was this the last scene with Brenda in it? Yeah. Okay.
1: No, there's one more with uh, um, Claire and her mom.
3: No, no
2: it's the, last oh, the last Brenda. scene with Brenda in This episode,
1: yes. yes. Sorry, yes. Okay, is.
2: this is. I didn't write down what scene it was in my notes, but I know it was the last one with Brenda. Um, what the hell kind of bra was she wearing? Because she <laughs> had the pointiest boobs going on. It was really <laughs> weird looking.
1: I didn't even notice.
2: Oh my god, they were <laughs> so weird.
1: Madonna bra. <laughs> yeah,
2: almost.
0: Oh, it was so strange. Okay, so next scene. <laughs> um, Claire is chatting with a friend online. I wonder who that is. And uh, I, I have to say, I loved hearing that that old AOL message ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Of course, probably some people still use AOL and some messenger, so I don't want to talk bad about them. But it's been a, quite a while since so I've heard that. ring. <laughs> Um, Ruth comes in with a box of every piece of art Claire ever did. And as they look through it, Claire is just about moved to tears.
2: You know, I have one of those.
1: I have one of those too.
2: Yep. I have a Mm. box of crap that I've kept that my children have done since they were very small children. I also have a box of baby clothes from each of them.
0: Nice. Yeah. So yeah, very powerful. I love that scene. Yeah, I do too. That's better. That's better than, You know, if you try hard enough, you can accomplish anything. (laughs) It's just like, look, I have been paying attention.
1: Yeah, Yeah, to make her realize how much she means to her, even if she doesn't know how to say it with words.
0: Yep. (laughs) Right, exactly. So that's the end of uh, Open Casket Viewing. And let's take a break and hear from our friends at, uh, let's see, Potential Guest. In every generation, there is a podcast where one alone has watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer before. The three others must stand against the spoilers, the synopses, and the forces of DVD commentary tracks. This is Potential Cast.
2: This is Stephanie. This is Kim. I'm Gabby.
0: I'm
1: Illyrio.
2: I see sort of myself in Cornelia.
0: I really like that light for some reason. The show does that a lot, and I really like it
1: explanation about
3: Buffy's a Slayer. Don't tell anyone. That's all the information you need. We do have a lot of
0: feedback. Whether you're brand new to Buffy or you're a seasoned rewatcher, come find us at potentialcast.com. And we're back. And uh, this is uh, we got to kind of move things along really quickly here because we have we're going over an hour now. And um, this segment is called Fisher of the Week, in which we award the Fisher family member who's our favorite this week and why. Uh, Des, let's go oh, with you this time. You're gonna start with me.
2: Can I pick Mitzi?
0: No, <laughs> I knew
2: you'd say that.
0: <laughs> if oh. I can't pick Sarah, I, you oh. can't pick Mitzi.
3: <laughs>
2: um, I don't really want to pick any of them. None of them were standouts. Um, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna pick David. Only because he was able to realize and say out loud that he was in still in love with Keith and uh, break you know things off with Ben, so I thought that was good. Okay, Moira.
1: Okay, I I had a hard time too. I didn't I didn't find anybody really caught my eye very much, but I'm going to go with Ruth because I. Um, Because she had a cathartic moment with her sister I'm hoping it will lead to a breakthrough And because of the way she tried And continues to try to reach out to Claire um, I think There's a lot of There's a lot of love in Ruth and a lot of potential That she doesn't even know how to tap herself And um, I just could see her struggling And I was very empathetic Toward her for this whole episode I think all of it was hard for her
0: So Ruth
2: I should have picked her too for the same reasons
0: Too late (laughs) <laughs> no take back we could have had shots this week because i yes. uh i definitely picked ruth um and what a what a beautiful two last scenes uh with her it, um, and um just working things out with her sister and of course just going just pulling that box of art out the the last minute It was just uh yeah so um, that's it for that. Let's uh, move on into listener eulogies.
1: And oh my god, I just opened the uh, the mail, and there's more since I last looked.
0: Yep, bunch. Wow. Now uh, we want to open the ones that say "In place of, place anger, of anger." There is yes. one from Larry, one from Missy, one from and one that. from Brad. Mm-hmm. You
2: want me to read the one from Larry?
0: Go for sure.
1: it.
2: Okay, ladies and Robin. And possible male guest. <laughs> Sorry. Not this time, Larry. Um, you requested research from listeners, so I thought I'd let you know that. Melissa the Hooker is uh, played by Kelly Waymeyer. She unfortunately died in 2003.
3: Mm. My
2: favorite role of hers was her last as a zookeeper on Wonderfalls. Mm. As for the episode... And that's why you always leave a note. <laughs> that's, that's an Arrested Development reference due to the guy who dies in the beginning being the one-armed man. Uh, good stuff. Um, Patricia Clarkson is one of my favorite actresses. I'm so glad she's in this episode. I like that Aunt Sarah challenges Claire while projecting on her at the same time. Oh, and yes, I would love a in. Can
0: I Can I just say here, um, uh, Des, you're a Parks and Recreation fan. So um, I got to say... Do you know that Patricia Clarkson was just on uh, Parks and Recreation?
2: Yeah, she played Tammy One.
0: Yeah, so what yes. What do you think of the uh, difference between Aunt Sarah and Tammy One?
2: Huge difference. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy One is just like Tammy she's One's a, hilarious.
0: She's <sighs> a frigid bitch. That Tammy yes. One. <laughs> yes, she is. Oh uh, God. And of so. course, she works for the IRS. I love that. <laughs>
2: But, you know, in that, she also, um, she was uh, Ron's um, Sunday school teacher and babysitter and everything. And then she married him. So, still kind (laughs) of (laughs) weird.
0: So, Ron went to Topanga Canyon as well, I suppose.
2: Yes. (laughs) Okay. Um, Sorry,
0: Maura. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You can join my next intro cast, Podcast and Recollection.
2: (laughs) All right, um, back to the email. Um, what? Nate's penis was a result of family strife? Surprise, surprise, or motherfucking surprise. I don't understand what he's talking about there.
1: Does he mean losing his virginity? I don't get it.
2: Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Side note, Des can punch me all she wants. I will gladly take it, but Nate is a selfish douche. douche. <laughs> One punch for you, Larry, coming up. <laughs> do, you think, do you think Mitzi had to sleep with Bobo <laughs> versus the dark side?
1: <laughs> well, you know, Mitzi might do all she can for the company. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> I wouldn't
2: be surprised knowing Mitzi. <laughs> um, I don't know what's going on with Keith. David is so much better than Eddie for him, which was made obvious by Taylor's reaction to seeing David. I doubt she ever gets excited to see Eddie ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, nope, I, I don't think so.
2: I don't think
0: anybody does. <laughs> no. All right. Let me let me read this next one from Missy. Thanks, oh. Larry.
3: Yes.
0: Because I love reading Mitzi's. Or er, Wow, <laughs> Missy. Oh, what are you Missy. trying to say about Missy? <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. Maybe she liked that. I don't know. <laughs> she says, uh, I love the fact that she, uh, in, in Gmail, it says her, like it says Missy Pool to Robin Desmoira. <laughs> that, like mm. that's, that's the, oh, the Fisher cast uh, email labeled in her address book. I think Robin Desmoira. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm first. Okay. Says uh, hello. Fisher cast. Bye. Bye. Drunk. Annoying boat, dude. <laughs> uh, six feet under c- caters to the Harry Potter crowd. LOL. Oh God. An engagement loop. At least it's not a mummy hand. Hmm. No, I don't get that that one. I I just love the stream of consciousness. That is Missy's emails. Uh, (laughs) Continuing. I dig Brenda's morning ritual, pancakes and sex. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was worried for a moment there that David is going to pull a gym on poor, sweet little Ben. Clearly, argument is code for sex, more lies. Nikolai is back! He's so damn chipper all the time. I love it. Mrs. Collins, a.k.a. Harriet Harris, played Felicia Tillman on Desperate Housewives.
1: And she was in Frasier, too. She played this BB character that was hilarious. (laughs)
0: She was so funny.
2: I knew I knew her from somewhere. Mm. Desperate Housewives, that's what it is.
0: Aunt Sarah isn't dead. She's a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> that's even worse. <laughs> she, it's was part of the, uh, she was part <laughs> of the early incarnation of the plan. Transitional focus. Yeah, that's not a cult. Tisk tisk. <sighs> Lisa, Sarah, who, who out hippies the other? They both have problems with personal space. <laughs> but I like they're attuned with the world or hiding from it. Most people that throw themselves in the one thing are usually hiding from something. Come on Ruth, jealous of your baby sister really? Grow up. I'm really I'm realizing my irrational dislike of her isn't all that irrational. Okay, Missy,
2: you're
1: going to get a punch in the face too. Ruth <laughs> there.
0: It's your own fault. You didn't have any fun, Ruth. Man, Sarah's life sucked. Uh. Linda, Fiona, Brenda, they all sound the same. (laughs) Had to giggle at, uh, also Lisa sounds the same. Had to giggle at Ruth talking to her potted plants. (laughs) Tai Chi was big 10 years ago, huh? Angel and Buffy and now Aunt Sarah. (laughs) Another another, uh, Buffy reference. (laughs) Yeah, love it. Um... Okay, so I didn't think Mitzi was going to take Nate and Dave to Palm Springs. I would have milked that trip for all it was worth. That's a different side to C.S. Lewis that I wasn't aware of uh, regarding A Grief Observed.
1: Mm -hmm. It's actually a well-known work of his.
2: I've never heard of it.
1: It's a a story – not a story. It's like a memoir after he lost his wife to cancer and he had kept journals when he was going through the grieving process and then he wrote this – Book, and he actually wrote it under a pseudonym originally because he didn't want people to know it was him. Mm -hmm. But then he died a few years later, and then they published it under his actual name.
0: Interesting. I only know him by his uh, six feet under fanfic The Liar, The Whore, and The Casket.
1: It's on the Chronicles of Narnia, too, right?
0: <laughs> the Chronicles of Brenda. Uh, <laughs> the Okay, speaking of, uh, Brenda is feeling smothered. Oh, Brenda, that's the wrong type of massage.
2: <laughs> All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not much, just give a client a handy. Now Nate and Brenda are lying to each other. Question: Who considers what Brenda did cheating? I do.
3: Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I I believe touching the penis definitely crosses a line. Mm -hmm. Um, That took a turn into the domestic abuse lane that I wasn't expecting. I hope Mrs. Collins can move on now. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I love that Sarah bought Claire a bonsai tree for her knowledge corner. I might just be seeing Halloween everywhere, but you guys see the pumpkin cut out in Claire's box of goodies? I did, indeed. (laughs) I even thought the first little ceramic thing looked (laughs) pumpkin-like. From Mitzi. I mean, Missy. I mean, Simone.
1: (laughs) Or something like that. Thanks, Missy. Thank you. All right. And now we have one from Brad Couples. Brad. (laughs) This episode makes me feel uncomfortable in a thousand different ways. Nate grabbing and reading Brenda's laptop is grounds for a shotgun shell to the skull. <laughs> wow. Brad, nope. Brad is never halfway in his.
2: <laughs> I swear, I know. Just don't get him started on men wearing shorts. I know.
1: That's <laughs> all we see on Twitter. Anyway. Mentioning Catcher in the Rye in the same sentence as writing should be dealt with in an equal manner. (laughs) (laughs) Bobo is awesome. If it should turn out that he is Nathaniel Sr.'s bastard brother, I would lobby hard to have him declared Fisher of the Week. (laughs) Not a surprise, but I have to mention it. Rico is such a little bitch. Am I supposed to feel sorry for him at all? It's just not possible. I can't wait until his wife leaves him for his cousin. (laughs) <laughs> Ruth and her sister are just dreadful humans in this episode. It would be physically impossible for me to spend more than five minutes in the same room with either of them. <laughs> Oh, gee, Brad, who would you pick as your Fisher of the Week? if well, you can't have Bobo?
2: He's so angry this week.
0: <laughs> angry. Uh, so Maybe oh, he was you. up late. Maybe,
1: you
0: know. <clears throat> Thanks for those uh, eulogies. Awesome. Let's move on to our last rites and get the heck out of here. Uh, <laughs> so our last rites are our episode ratings and our final thoughts on the episode. Let's start with Moira.
1: Okay, I have to
0: find where I
1: wrote down my little...
0: And, Dennis, to- I think that means it's your turn.
1: <laughs> you go. You go. Okay. i got to find it. Okay.
2: Um, this episode was not bad. Um, extra points for Adam Scott with his shirt off. Um, subtract points for Rico and Keith being in the episode. Um, add points for margaritas. Um, subtract points for Tai Chi. Um, I'm going to give it <laughs> 7 out of 10 massage boners.
1: Ah, Well, I don't have quite the same add and subtract rating scale. Maybe I should be working on that for another time. I like the introduction of Sarah, even if she's a kind of a polarizing and annoying character. I still really liked meeting the, the sister we'd never met before and watching what impact she's going to have on Claire um, it was it was an okay episode overall. I, I think we've already, you know, trashed it to death. But overall, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 Blue Pajama Men. <sighs>
2: <laughs> blue Pajama Men? You have yes. to steal it my race. pulls it out pajama? of the box
1: at the end. It's her little guy. She goes, oh, I love Blue Pajama Man." That was uh,
2: mine. See, I didn't hear what she said, so I didn't.
0: That was yours, Robin? <laughs> that was mine. I so, <laughs> hope you have a backup
2: Uh,
1: Of course I do <laughs> We'll just talk amongst ourselves
0: While Robin quickly thinks of his
2: backup How about happy endings
0: of, uh, <laughs> Slow motion Tai Chi moves uh, um. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't take the ones you're making up And you're taking everything away um, <laughs> I'll stop then. Um, okay. We're so, just trying to help really <laughs> yeah. God. I like this episode and let me just say that it is part one of the aunt Sarah double feature, which will be continued in next week's uh, episode. So we'll look forward to that guys. And uh, I'll say um, anything with aunt Sarah deserves a higher rating. So I would say it's not perfect. I would love to give it a perfect rating. Um, I thought some of the Palm Springs stuff, I was just like, okay, let's get through this. Um, I like Mitzi, but I just seemed like like – all of a sudden we were like in an episode of Mad Men uh, before Mad Men. Uh, But um, yeah, I'm going to say I'll give it a 9 out of 10 Chicken Kiev Spiced with Tarragon,
2: Uh, which is not as good
0: as Blue Pajama Man, I understand.
2: You could have given it a 9 out of 10 Angry Brad's.
0: (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't get a rating <laughs>
2: oh, Sorry Brad, I tried
0: <laughs> So let's bury this biscuit
2: Ah, oh. <laughs> And this bitch um, Yes, just had to make sure the curse word was there uh, You can visit us at Fishercast.blogspot.com You can leave us a voicemail 1-541-2 Embalm That's 541-236-2256
0: visit us on Facebook I always wonder why we don't get voicemails (laughs) (laughs)
1: because I don't read out the number right (laughs) okay or you can send us an email at fishercast1 at gmail.com as our friends Larry, Missy, and Brad did today Um, just please put the name of the episode in the subject title so that we don't get spoiled we love hearing Mm -hmm. from you so please keep running in
0: And, okay, so, Dez, where can we find you on the web? All right, I've got to take a break now. (laughs) (coughs) Sandwich time.
2: I am on What's On With Steph and Dez. I am on Nonsense Cast. I am on uh, Fatal Attraction, A Lost Girl Podcast. And now Bitch Please is out there and uh, not on iTunes yet, waiting for approval, but it's coming. It's a
1: damn fine podcast, if I do (laughs) say
0: so myself. Yes, and Moira would know because she was the first guest. I'm a little biased. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, Moira, we can find you on Twitter, right? Uh, Moira Brown with an E. Mm-hmm. At the end, Des.
1: Not in the middle of Des.
0: <laughs> and you can, also, you can also find her hot tub and in Palm Springs with Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> a fate worse than death. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for Fisher Cats this week. Next week, your homework is Back to the Garden. As for In a Place of Anger, we therefore commit this episode to ashes to ashes and dust to dust. Bye! Adios.
2: the next episode after Into the Garden, the title for the next episode after Into the Garden because you
0: always forget You don't even have the right episode title for this one. (laughs) It's Back to the Garden. And the the next one is It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. So what else? Just wanted
2: to make sure you had the next one. I'm going to
0: go PC in a bit. Way to come off as a (laughs) know-it-all, (laughs) Dez. Hey, Dez, bitch, please. How about that?